Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. I see that Spencer sent us something about how Andy Reid commented on how he's not going to retire after this game. He said, my heart's still young. I'm good with what I'm doing right now. I have a soft spot for Terry Bradshaw because he won four Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. And he's obviously been battling a lot of health issues this year, which I do think has affected his work. And I know he's going to say that he's just being classic Terry and he wanted to loosen the mood and he's always a funny guy. I thought what I thought him with Andy Reid after the game was completely inappropriate and just the in waddle poor taste. over here remark. Poor waddle over here, basically like you're old like me, and like eat a cheeseburger. Like the last group of people that it's okay to do that with in that setting are people that are overweight. And I actually watched that and I'm like, why is it acceptable right after this is like a crowning shining moment for Andy Reid, like a coaching Picasso here that he's got to be ribbed for being overweight. I don't, I don't know. That just didn't sit well with me, man. And maybe what what it is, is I I hear what you're saying. It's just Andy Reid does it to himself. I get that, and he takes like, it. Like, and you know what I mean? Like he, 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 it's like you're using his material back to him. It's like quoting I, the I, bit to the stand-up comic. Like I it's tacky, but I don't think it's offensive. I, I, I understand that, but I'm just like, that's what we're doing here. Like, you do that with a guy pregame to kind of joke around with him, like on a pregame show. Well, like well here's the thing. I, 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 I'm, with, I'm with you on like 90% of this take. There's no Terry Bradshaw is not a master of ceremonies. You you employ hundreds of people. I mean, the pregame show had eleven people on it at one point. You have Tom Rinaldi. The guy's got a room for all of his Emmys. You're right. Like, can, can, can we a, put? I, I I mean, Aaron Andrews would do a fine job and has done it before. Well, how about huge, Nance, who comes out of the broadcast booth to do the ceremony every year? You don't want that's a little doing bit of that? ego. Thing. A little bit. Yeah. Well, you saw the story that Nance is giving up the final four. Did I tell you this? To Ian he's Eagle. Give, I know that. He's giving up the final four to Ian Eagle, but he is still going to do the on-court presentation after the game. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. 
And he's like, I just want to share that with my kids. Jim, I love you. It's not for your kids, buddy. That's for you. Yeah. Like that, that is very much. But I just you. like, but yeah, but I just put, think like playing to the reach. There to ask some questions. I just think playing to the reach stereotype in that moment. is just like, I, I just, I, I wanted, I wanted better for him in that moment. Like instead of like joking around about like his eating habits, I want you know, like, you're not going to, I don't need him to go to the drawing board and tell us about like the intricacies of a play that worked, but just like celebrate the fact that the guy just won his second Super Bowl. Like ask him, like Reed had to work in something about the Eagles. Ask him about what it was like to just be his own. Yeah. Yeah. How about Andy Reed, man? So, I mean, obviously he's a hall of famer that was established before the game. Well before the game, he will pass Tom Landry for fourth most wins of all time. And I think he's second alone now in playoff wins behind Belichick. He was tied, I think, going into this game for second with 21. Now he's got 22. So, So two rings, second all time in postseason wins. He's fifth all time in in wins overall, and like I said, he'll pass Tom Landry. And what ten conference championship games? Five in Philly and five in a row in Kansas City. Yep. I mean, best offensive coach of his generation, top five head coach of all time is in the conversation here. Yes, like he's he's sixty four years old. He's going to coach for another few years at least with Pat yeah. Mahomes. Shula, I don't think he'll pass no, Belichick on all-time wins, so I, I think I think he might he'll 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 cap at four, um, because Hallis and Shula are just ridiculous. Shula, Noel, uh, Belichick, Lombardi, Gibbs has three. You know, those are the guys that are like in that. You know, Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. And he's right there now, man. Well, and if you look at Bill it, Walsh, I, Bill Walsh I, too, obviously. I, I did it this week on the show. If you look at the all-time coaching wins list, like the top twenty, uh, the top three guys, Shula, Hallis, and Belichick, have a slightly higher win percentage than Andy Reid. Andy Reid's won like sixty-four and a half percent of his games. Those guys are 66, 68 percent. But everyone else in the top 20 won at like a lesser clip than Andy Reid. They won in like the mid 50 percentile, maybe low 60s. Like, so you can't even like knock him for just being a compiler because he has done it for a long time. And yeah, he did it with 16 and now 17 game season. So a little bit more opportunity in that spot. But in terms of like win percentage, he's also fourth all time. So it's pretty insane. He's a guy, he gets a higher win percentage than Tom Landry, who's in front of him on the wins list. So I, I don't know how long they'll go if he'll end up being the fourth best or the sixth best or the eighth best or whatever. But all the knocks that people had on him, I had Angelo Cataldi on the show, and he was like, the person I hate most that I've covered in my years is Andy Reid. He, he's won one championship in 24 years. He's a loser. I'd rather – like, he, would, he went so hard on Andy Reid on the he show. He went nuclear. And I was just like, are you just jealous? Because you guys, I mean, I know you guys have your Super Bowl since he left, but like, you guys were wrong. Like, like the, the, the Philly sports fan was wrong. 
on Andy Reid. They didn't have, as soon as he got a great quarterback, he won. And he won there without great quarterbacks. He won there with good quarterbacks, but not And great. he won in Kansas City, but not to the extent that he is now with even Alex Smith. So, yeah, he's always been a winner. Man, like Alex yeah. Smith, Donovan McNabb, Jeff Garcia, Kevin Cobb, Mike Vick. The guy wins games with whoever the quarterback. He has three losing seasons in 24 years. And I know that's nothing for, for Tomlin, who's never had a losing season. But, like, to have the sheer number of different quarterbacks and to do it at two different spots, he got to Kansas City. They had won two games the year before. Yep. It's fucking unbelievable. Like, he he is an unbelievable football coach. Um, Did you care at all? Did you have any strong opinion on commercials? We can do commercials, then we can do halftime show here. Uh. I thought the commercials went better, got better as they went on. I thought the first commercial that I liked, and I generally have felt like this guy has completely tailed off and fallen apart, was like the car commercial where, where Will Ferrell was just dressed up as like Netflix characters, like Stranger Things and yeah. Walking Dead and stuff. I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. And then I thought when they did the Breaking Bad Chips commercial, I'm like, okay, now I'm really starting to like these. So I thought they clo- I thought they ended on a high note. I thought they got better. Uh, but the, I, so, yeah, the, the uh, Breaking Bad commercial is a perfect encapsulation of like, so like my mom was here and she was like really into like, oh, that commercial sucks or, oh, that was kind of cute. Or like yeah. she liked the one where the dad left the binky and had to drive the car through the whole thing. She's like, oh, that's so relatable. He had a couple oh. of sentimental ones, like the dog commercial that people seem to like. Yeah, but like, I think just like our age range and younger, and my sister was over and she works in advertising. She was like, seen that commercial already. Seen that commercial already. You know, like I had seen the Breaking Bad commercial on the internet. Oh, I hadn't. So that okay, was my so, first exposure okay. to it. Yeah. So like I just I, I didn't I no longer feel like I need to be paying. I used to be like the Super Bowl. When do you go to the bathroom? Because every minute, oh, is this going to be a Budweiser Frog moment? Is this going to be the Iguana? Is this going to be the Clydesdale? Is it, like I, these Michelob Ultra commercials, like the Caddyshack thing, I didn't even get. Like you're having this random actor play. The Judge Smales character and like... Well, he's not a random actor. He's the guy from Billions or whatever, or Succession, from, is from, it? From Succession. Yeah. Cox. Yeah, whatever. Okay, name. Brian Cox. Yeah. Great. But Tony Romo's playing Bill Murray's character. I, I just don't... I don't know why they couldn't get more people from the movie. When you say more people, you mean, I don't know, a single character yeah, from yeah, the movie still alive? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get a actor? Yeah. A single yes. character. I mean, I suppose the movie was made in 1980 and it's 2023, so maybe they're all dead. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so commercials, I, I feel like if there's anything that matters, I'll see it on Twitter. Either Man, before. they got rid of the crypto commercials, huh? I don't think I saw one. Yeah. Last year was Larry David crypto, Matt Damon crypto, crypto this, crypto that. I don't think I Brady saw a single. Brady crypto. Brady, zero crypto yeah. this year. Yeah. No more fortune favors the bold. These <laughs> no. commercials, huh? No. Uh, saw you were a fan of Rihanna. On loved her. Absolutely loved it. Amanda kept saying she was pregnant, but I'm like, I don't want to do that yet. Like, what if she just is like, this is my body now. I'm doing my thing. I'm a little bit older. 
But then she, she confirmed is, this. She now. is pregnant, though. She, she confirmed pregnant. it, which made it even cooler. It, like yeah. the stage was set up like, like the like the original Super Mario, where you had to like jump onto those like landings to like beat Bowser, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't know why like all those dancers were dressed up like Star Wars uh, stormtroopers or whatever. Like that part of it was a little bit weird for me that that was a theme. But she's just. She just kicks butt, man. She just rattled through all of her songs. Maybe some of it or most of it was lip synced, but I just, I like the vibe of it. It worked for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a music critic. So I always like laugh that everyone in our profession turns into one about the anthem and about this stuff right after it. It was a good show. Um, it started out, I thought maybe like, I was like, oh, maybe a little bit more energy, whatever, but like she's pregnant. Uh, and a lot of hits. I know nothing about music, but you knew all the songs. I knew all the songs. That's yeah. an, that is an extensive catalog of hits. I mean, we're not that far removed from the weekend walking around like a fun house, and there were other guys with jock straps on their heads running yeah. around with him. And I'm like, this, this is not entertaining. And La- last year was more for me than this year, just in terms of the the genre of music. Like, Wasn't it Eminem? Yeah, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop. Like, that was more, like, I thought that was personally cooler. Uh, but Rihanna was great. She was great. Um, what do you think? Wait, can I just say one more thing about that for just a quick second? Yeah, 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 sure. I also think, like, enough time has passed where we're now okay, too, with, like, some of the like risque things that happened. Like not that she was dressed in like a provocative way, but some of the dance moves and stuff. Like I just always think back to when I was sitting on my couch as like a 13 year old and we just saw Janet Jackson's tit and like how that just like caused everybody to melt down. And the reaction to that was just 10, 10 years of like old white guys performing the halftime yeah, show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the NFL's we finally the- recovered from Janet Jackson's nipple. Yes, to where that we will allow attractive, sexy, occasionally provocative people. Yeah, and like well, you know, like music time. You know, she like you know would have certain moves where my like my mother in law was like texting Amanda and like found like some of it to be like a little bit too much. Yeah, but there's me, and I don't even say this in like a perverted way. I'm like, I'm happy that we're back to this point. Where it's not like, here comes 97-year-old Bruce Springsteen to play Badlands and have like every white sports writer in America just like standing and applauding the entire and I like Bruce Springsteen, but come on. No, it's you know, let's this have is better. Yeah, let's have contemporary performers who are not like over the age of 70. I love Andrew Filipponi, the music critic. Right, How about Paul finish? McCartney was there? Do you think he understood anything that was going on? Or is that like, am I wrong to say that guy from England, at this point, he's got to know American football, right? You don't think, oh, I thought, they, I thought he meant musically with Rihanna. You think he was confused <laughs> as to why they were using their hands? No, like, yeah, I'm just saying, do you think that he's embraced the sport? I'm going to say no. That- I, yeah, I, 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 let's put it this way. I don't think that Paul McCartney has a fantasy team. I don't think that he necessarily makes single game, uh, same game parlays. 
but I think he's familiar with, you know, that you punt on fourth down unless you're Nick Sirianni and you go for it. I think he know. I think he knows the rules. All right, I got it here for you. You want to take a guess? The Super Bowl odds for next year. You want to take a shot at the top five? Yes. All right. I believe in you. I got to go one through five. I would or like I... you to. Well, here's here's the here's the one clue I'll give you. Uh, there's a one, there is a two, and then three, four, and five are all tied at the same number, and then there's a pretty significant drop to to the sixth team. Okay. So I think I think the two teams that played tonight, I think the Bills. I think the Bengals and I think the 49ers are all in the top five. But as I say that out loud, the team that I'm leading, ah, I was going to say I'm least sure of the Bengals, but now I'm least sure of the 49ers just because they're quarterback situation. But that was what my gut said. So I'll give you those five teams to start. Those are the five teams. Let's go. Good job. Uh, Chiefs, the favorite six to one. Bills second favorite plus eight fifty, Eagles Bengals Niners all tied at nine to one. So just a smidge behind the Bills, drop from nine to one to fifteen to one for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow! How about the Eagles fans booing Dak Prescott when he got his Walter Payton Man of the Year award? I hate Philly fans too, but that was funny. That was funny. I agree. They're not booing the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. They're booing the Cowboys quarterback getting his name announced at the stadium when they're all there. That was like funny, good natured booing. That wasn't boo. That like people are like, oh, now they booed you know Michael Irvin when he's down, or they booed Santa Claus. That was funny. If if you can't boo your rival team's quarterback when you're lit at the Super Bowl, getting ready to watch your team, like Bears fans would have booed Aaron Rodgers. Steelers would fans they, be- even though it's Walter Payton, you think they would have in that spot? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And I think that Steelers fans would have booed Joe Burrow. I don't think that was a uniquely Philly boo. I do not. I think that I think that if we are so soft as a collective sports fan base that we are going to pearl clutch over booing during the Walter Payton Man of the Year award just so yeah. we can crap on Philly fans, we've got we've got we've gone too far the other direction. Like they might be too far in the fan being short for fanatic direction, but that is that is good old clean, clean, harmless sports fun right there. I got I got no problem with booing the Walter Payton man. Well, I have no problem in, in the in the context of like they on like the scale of deplorable Eagles fan behavior, like that's like that's like their equivalent of like holding the door open for an elderly woman. <laughs> or like helping her cross the street. You know what I mean? Like booing is tame for them. Like that's like, that's a random act of kindness when you just get booed by Philly fans. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just a day. I always, day. Ex- I always, uh, I always explain it this way to like people in, in Pittsburgh. Like if, if the Penguins are beating the Flyers four to one, but if there's like five brawls in the stands and the fly and like five Flyers fans beat up like five Penguins fans, that's a winning night for them. 
<laughs> like they leave the arena feeling good about themselves because they're mutants. They're just total cretins. They're homo erectus. They're like one <laughs> over from homo sapien, dude. I know what you meant. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the entire fan base to have a place on the evolutionary chart, but I like it a lot. The, the bottom line, I got the screen off to the left said Mahomes hurt ankle in first half, near perfect in second half. Um, that really does deserve it, man. That was It was a masterpiece. I, I Just to wrap it up, go full circle. The Chiefs in the second half, zero penalties, zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks allowed. We talked about it, zero sacks allowed the whole game. One incompletion Oof. in the second half, and it was a throwaway. And they scored on every drive. I mean – that yeah. the, the the second half masterclass is what should be the thing that we remember in five years from that Super Bowl. Not a letter of the law should not have been called. Sucks that it was called with the timing defensive holding penalty. Big call, but second half masterclass is what we should remember from that Super Bowl. I want to let everybody know that just because the season is over, we're not going to end the show. So we'll continue to do a show once a week here that hits on all the off season and draft stuff that's going to go on over the next few months. So yeah, we're going to keep listening, keep subscribing, keep telling your friends, like we're not going to go dark here because the season just ended. No, we're going to do make sure people know that. Yeah. We're going to do one a week. Um, in the in the off season, maybe there will be times where we feel like we'll pop on and do some special ones. But uh, yeah, we're gonna keep it up. And man, the numbers are good. We were like, we got a, like a big attaboy in the in the company for January. So people are listening. Please do tell friends. It really does mean a lot to all of us. And uh, Spencer Ray, an unbelievable job as a part of this thing. And uh, apparently. Jason Kelsey said uh, he shared what he told Travis at the end of the game. Fuck you. Congratulations. And we also hit our final show bet of the year, which was the over in this game. We crushed the show bets. We only lost one, right? We We went six or seven and one, six and one, six and one on mutually agreed upon show bets. And we started that Nick Costos. Are you in that Barkley character going six and one on your playoff bets? You fucks. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. A little pod pod uh, <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. How about that? Six. And All right, one. dude, this was a blast. Let's keep it going. All right, man. I'll talk to you uh, next week sometime. Sounds good. Peace.